start recording. Let's make sure it's recording. Hello, all you podcast people. Looks like we are doing it live. And it is the 17th here. Yep, that's recording. And uh, yeah, you can screen share, as you know. Have you got anything to share? Mm, well, uh, let me see if... Uh... I'll open up uh, Skypey. And there's... Uh, hmm. I will accept calls with Skype, I suppose. And uh, let's see what can else. You, yeah. Can you see the screen? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see it. Yeah. Okay. All I have to do is do this to make it on the main screen. And uh, Okay. Yeah, we, we do video for all you podcast listeners that are getting this early taste. We do a video. I don't really, the video really uh, causes a lot of uh, technical disruption to me. I have to, I have to be honest. I find it really distracting because you're trying to present the right screen and. Um, yeah, well, you're backstage doing the producing and, you, and you're uh, yeah. uh, setting up all the files and stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is well, a bit of a pain uh, in the butt. You know, when Gemma gave me the job, uh, yes, was it yesterday? I wasn't, I wasn't, I kind of wasn't ready to go because you sent me the text. She never sent me an email. Oh, I never got one. I was on a long walk. I I could have kept walking, but I, it was so cold. I decided to come back and then you, then you texted me. And then while I'm on my walk, I get a message that an old work mate died and I had to, and the funeral viewing was at three o'clock. And I said, well, it's two o'clock. How the hell am I going to get there? So everything was happening at once. Yeah. I squeezed into uh, the morning uh, viewing just before the oh, funeral. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's dead. I uh, I witnessed that myself. So that that was a real body. I uh, don't I don't touch dead bodies, but I was less than a foot away. I did confirm that he's dead. Well, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, and 58 years old, blood clot to the head, which they call a stroke. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they don't call it a brain blood clot. They just call it stroke. And most people don't know what a stroke is. They just think, oh, yeah, it's something to do with the, the brain. But that's a blood clot in the main artery to the brain, isn't it? That's what I, my, that's what my understanding is. Mm-hmm. And it... it Shuts the blood flow to the brain or something. Then you got four minutes. Or to a part of a brain. But so, yeah, it's not the, uh, maybe it's not the entire brain. It's like, you know. I think it's the whole brain. And you got four, you got four. Oh, we can look it up. Yeah. I think you got four minutes to die. Or to, your brain can only stay without oxygen for four minutes. Yeah. That's not much time. <laughs> yeah. Well, my boss had a stroke, and uh, I guess he was slurring his words at the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a mini stroke, I think. Yeah, and then uh, so they took him to the hospital, and but he never came back. Oh, uh, they sold the business after that, and uh, 
I guess he had to relearn how to talk and everything. So that was the end of that business. And I, I stayed at that business too long anyway. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. I spent 16 years there and that's like uh, 15 years too many. So that was dumb. <laughs> but um, in those days I needed uh, some people to keep me out of trouble because I was, and so that, that company kept me out of trouble. They kept me busy just like freaking 60 hours a week. And I, wow. they, that kept me out of trouble. That'll do her. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. It's just so human. I, guess I can't really blame them. I I consciously did it. I should have quit. I, I'm, I'm much better on my own. I can... I can fix things. I got talents and, uh, you know, I, I got clients, uh, out the yin yang, you know, so it's, uh, well, yeah. as the, as men, you know, I'm not very handy, but I would say mo- most men today are not useful at all. So, you know, no, I got, I'm the rent a husband. Uh, basically, basically, well, most of my clients are single women or, or widowed women. Um, but a couple of them have the husband, but the husband's like 83 years old. He can't do anything anymore. So I'm, I, I call myself the rent-a-husband. And so I go and I just do the stuff that the missing husband doesn't do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let me start the live stream here and get the music going. All right, good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, January 17th. 2024. It's the Fake Nukes and Fakeologist Show, F and F. And we do this show every Wednesday around this time. Phil always has new content, and new content is what is the is the lifeblood of any regular show. And I really don't have to do anything because he's got all the content, and I just say hi and try and catch up with it because uh, he does the BitChute channel. And that is at Fake Nukes Phil on BitChute. I will put a link to it in the show notes. But uh, we're going to talk about fakery. We're going to talk about uh, the show we did with uh, Simon Shack yesterday. And all kinds of other things. I uh, I haven't even looked at Fake Nukes' channel. Not oh, I've looked at some of it, but he, he puts out so much content I can barely keep up. So maybe he'll just, he'll highlight it for us. And tell us what to look for. Maybe say it really quickly. I find when somebody goes over their channel, if you, if you hear something useful, then you'll probably go to it. That, that's what I do anyway. And, uh, yeah. Bill, how you doing on a Wednesday? Oh, good. Uh, I'm glad to be here. How are you doing, fake? Fake. Fake-o-tube. Fake is fake. Fakeologist. Ab. Fakeologist. You know, I've been doing it so long, I've had different fake names. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, back well, in... Well, fake news Phil is my fake name, you know, but yeah. I know I'm really Phil, yeah. Well, you know, when I started computers in the 80s, everyone used a pseudonym on the bulletin boards. There was never a mm. real name. And I just got used to it. I, I have a couple old names I used to have. Back in the mm-hmm. day, and it was always kind of funny. I, I formed a computer club back in the eighties where I'm just to to swap software. I never paid for software, but I never used it. I just was a collector of it. it. Was sort of a stupid thing, but we had meetings, and it was funny. All the all the all the funny names people had. I had a friend called the Source. One was the Xenophobe, the X Man, and they, you see mm-hmm. these guys, and they're just people from all walks of life, and it's just kind of funny. Uh, you don't look like the X-Man. You don't look like the source. You know, what's your name? 
It was just yeah. funny. But that's how we did it. That That's just how everyone did it. And um, I guess it was because we were trading software. You see, nobody wanted to use their real name in case Microsoft came knocking at the door saying, hey, pay us money. All, all you poor young people, uh, pay us money for the software you're using. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a dirty business. Yeah. So I, I've, I've always thought it, you should pay for software if you're making money from it. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not reselling it or not really making money, you're just looking at it, I don't, I don't really see the problem. And, and and Microsoft really was responsible for monetizing software. It was supposed to be shared, actually. There's it's called sort of a, a sort of a communist model, I think, for software at the beginning, where but then they just commodified it, and of course now Microsoft's the biggest, richest company in the world. And what damage that guy doing now with his foundations? I'm telling you. Oh, does the owner of Microsoft have a foundation? Well, Bill and Melinda Gates. That's where he puts. Oh. That's that's where he hides all his money. Oh yeah, that guy. And he spreads his eugenics around he, the world. If, if does that, he really still own uh, Microsoft? Uh, yeah. Well, he's, I, I think he got a ton of money out of it. He's not. He doesn't run it day to day. But uh, I I think the Gates family it goes back. I think it's a real family. I think it does go back uh, a long way. So, They're definitely in the clan. Whatever you know, these these family, tr- family oh yeah, lines that I that think rule so. The world, yeah. Well, I was talking to John Robinson, and uh, thank you, thank you to um, Jim Rizzoli. I put your latest sit and chat, not walk and talk, and I kind of like your sit and chats, Jim. If you're listening, because I don't need the farm report every day. You know, the dog report, the chemtrail report. <laughs> he spends a lot of time. Do you watch? Uh, Jim's oh, walk he and do talks? That when he's on his walk and talk, he, he talks about the chemtrails. He he does. He talks about the chemtrails. He talks about the dogs. He talks about the cows. Oh, the I have seen that. Yeah, I, I I've seen a part of that. Yeah, I usually found. Yeah, uh, I saw there. My my sky was full of chemtrails today. You know, when I was after the clouds blew away, it was just it re- got replaced with all these you know lines in the sky. All right. And, well, uh, I'm not a big chemtrailer, but the heat. I'm not a chemtrailer. You know, uh, I just, uh, if they're spraying chemicals in the sky, then that means they're going to breathe the same air. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No, and then people say, well, Phil, don't you understand? They don't care if they kill themselves. It's like, well, yeah, they do care if they poison themselves. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I I have heard the theory that they hate life and they want to commit suicide as well. I have read that. I read that on one uh, Substack. I can't remember who it is. I I think there's a possibility, but if you're going to kill someone, there's a lot more efficient ways of doing it than dusting the That's sky. Right. And they, I they have control of our water supply for crying out loud, and our food supply. You know? Exactly, exactly, and our medical system. I mean, does yeah. anyone really know what's in any of these drugs? Even a simple aspirin. Are you really sure that yeah. what they say is in it? You you know, give me a break. I'm just not. I just. If you could show me where the plane picks up the the chemicals, uh, where it refuels, um, where just show me, because uh, I I I work at the airport. I don't mm-hmm. see any chemtrail planes. We don't have an active military here, so mm-hmm. sorry. So, what do you think about the jet fuel hoax? Because some people are really uh, insistent that the airplanes are not running on jet fuel. Jet well, fuel. like I said, I used to work at the airport. And whatever's coming out of the ass end of a of a plane, it stinks like all get out. They have no filters. There's no cleaning 
scrubbing of exhaust. It stinks. It's a real thing, and it will make you sick if you just stand there and uh, uh-huh. take that exhaust. You know, uh, so that sounds to me like it's burnt fuel. Then it's really fuel, and uh, you know, once a, I think a plane uses most of its fuel taken off. Yeah, and then yeah, you can cruise. It's called cruising. You know, you they get the tailwinds if they're going west to east. Mm-hmm. They don't use as much fuel. You you can I, I I heard now on the No Agenda show they're gliding in now to airports to save fuel. Wow. Which doesn't always work because if you ever notice when you're landing, the pilot's trying to avoid the turbulence, so he'll 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 put a little gas to to go forward. Then he finds a a dead area, and then he goes down real fast. So they, you know, they're they're working the gas pedal to avoid all the turbulence spots. Otherwise, you know, you start jerking yeah. around. You can't just glide into an airport. Yeah, I, I didn't jump on board the jet fuel hoax thing because... Uh, that was an Aaron Dover sure thing, I think. I'm pretty sure it's the same technology that the Germans invented in World War II, the Messerschmitt. They, they invented the, you know, the jet engine, the first operational uh, jet aircraft, and uh, it used fuel. And uh, basically, when I look at a, one of these commercial jets, I'm basically looking at a Messerschmitt because it hasn't changed in 80 years. We haven't made any leaps in aviation. It's... Uh, it's we're virtually uh, in a dark age. I mean, we are since 1945. We are in a dark age. No advancements. We're not exploring space, as you as you well know. We are, in fact, they're lying about outer space. And so it's like, what the hell is that all about? Well, well why are they doing that? And well, uh, and they, they they immediately started brainwashing us about these nukes, and that, and that was their their way to control the worldwide population. And uh, and so we're not advancing. There, there's no splitting the atom going on. You know, there's no there's no going to Mars. You know, none of that is happening, or so will that, ever happen. Nor will ever because, happen. like up. like you say, we're blowing all our money on military, and most of that money's being stolen. I think, mm-hmm. like they'll yeah. order they'll order a hundred bombs. They'll deliver twenty of them, and they'll. Mm-hmm. They'll send the uh, material for them out the back door and sell it again. So I, mm. I think the fraud in the military system is off the charts. Oh yeah, I really oh. do. And they're not. Well, they're, there's no yeah. enemies. You know, you're the enemy, actually. Um, yeah, the the military exists to brainwash their own country. The the psychological warfare is against us. Yeah, and and they use, <sighs> and they steal most of the money from the taxpayer. So they print the money. They make you work. They make you give half of it back to them. And they steal it. It's just, it's straight yeah. up theft. Like, yeah, some Republican gets in office and says, I'm going to boost the military budget. Yeah. And then all these, all these white people vote for him. And it's like, dude. <laughs> it's like, the money it's doesn't like, go to the Ukraine. It doesn't yeah. even leave the bank account. I think it just circles right back into their pocket. They're not getting yeah. There's nothing going on over there. So. Yeah, we got it. Then why know. discuss it, Tom Waxbottles Jones? Because you want to hear it. You came here to listen to fake nukes and myself talk about the BS. So I think that's he's why we're talking about the chemtrails and, and the. Oh, and the okay, okay, sorry. Well, yeah, we just you're briefly right. mentioned it. Yeah, we moved on. Yeah, it's like that. We, we both agree that yeah, it's not anything we're gonna even concern ourselves with. Just show, like you say, show me the bodies. Okay, show me the planes. Show me the where they get the the chemicals. Show me how it's done. Okay, if they admit they do cloud seeding and they. Uh, weather modification. Just can we just see the documentaries, please, and we'll we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, the, the easiest way to poison people is just tell them that if they don't take this medicine, they'll die. <laughs> and I think yeah. the, I think the guy I saw today um, laying on his back, I'm pretty sure looking at the uh, the pictures on the computer mm -hmm. screen there, you know, they show all the all the family pictures. He was yeah. masked up to his eyeballs. Uh, that's 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 the cult sign that yeah, I'm in the cult and I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the sacrament in my arm and I'm I'm part of it. So I'm I'm sorry to say that, but most likely Yeah, when my ex wife was murdered, we flew back to Louisiana and they had a viewing and Oh yeah. They put a turtleneck on her corpse because she uh, had her because her boyfriend had cut her throat. Oh my her. god. Yeah, Jesus. so they put a turtleneck on the corpse and uh and then uh that was to show uh, I guess so I can't say that's a hoax, right? And of course, the trial. You know why I know the trial was real because I didn't hear about it, and and I did. The, the family would give me like on a yearly basis an update on because the court the trial lasted like four years, and uh, on a yearly basis they would give me a quick update, and then finally after four years they came. The family emailed me and said guilty, uh, life in prison, and that's the only thing the email said. And so, uh, so I got from that that the family didn't really want to discuss it and. Uh, the trial probably aired a lot of dirty laundry, and so I I, I didn't pry, and so uh, but I do check on the guy. He's still in Angola prison in Louisiana, wow. and he still hasn't been paroled. I check on him to make sure. Uh, I wrote a letter to the prison saying, "If you ever think about paroling this guy, you better let me know." And they didn't answer back. I, I don't think they have any idea of paroling him. Uh, people have told me that if you're a black guy in Louisiana and if you kill a white woman, you ain't never getting out. And so I guess that's what's going on. Wow. And so, that's because, uh, yeah, my, my, my ex-wife had never dated a black guy before, and uh, she learned the hard way. And she was from California, and her, she was a bit naive. And then, uh, but she... Uh, yeah, that's a gruesome anyway, story. Anyway, so uh, it would, I raised my daughter, and uh, we are... Uh, my daughter doesn't make the same mistake. I'll tell you that she's never brought home a boyfriend that I don't approve of, wow. and she is a, a very happy and well well adjusted young lady, and she's got a good work ethic and uh, everything worked out. Uh, um, she's making her mother proud in, up in heaven, and so uh, that's it's a happy ending. All right. It's, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's yeah. You said the story <laughs> before. That heavy. There's yeah. a downer for you. Yeah, sorry, Tom Waxbottle Jones. I jumped the gun on the comments. I shouldn't look at the comments because they're always uh, trailing the conversation, and I get mm -hmm. distracted. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop looking over there unless you want to look, Phil. And if you see anything you want to answer, go ahead. And uh, yeah. this week we were on with Gemma, and is that the first yeah. time we had Simon Shack on there? What that was you, great. What I did mean, you I think? think? That was a one for the ages. That was a conversation. For, it'll reach the annals of of internet history. Nice. Have you did you talk to Simon before? Yeah, yeah, we had a long conversation. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, but off camera, he didn't want to go on camera, and I ended up, you know, I bought his book, you know, the the Tyco second edition, and uh, because just he deserves it. I need to buy Gemma's book also. She's done a lot of good work. I know she's written a book, but I'll make a donation donation or something. Yeah, you I can donate to us. I do. I mean, you know, all of us, you know, I don't. It's okay. I don't. I don't need the money. It's really yeah. for people that want to support us but don't have a way. You you do a show. I don't. I don't expect mm -hmm. anything about that because you're contributing with your uh, with your time. 
But it's mm. it, I only left the donation up there for people that they want to do something, but they don't want to participate in any way, which I understand. Mm. It's a lot easier to flip a few bucks. And uh, I even refund donations, believe it or not. I had uh, wow. somebody who uh, came on the site and was talking about um, certain things on our Discord, which is a, a live chat. I don't administer, administer it mainly because I don't have the time. But a lot of a lot of people don't like active administration and moderation, and uh, I think she got moderated off. <laughs> so oh. she she asked for her money back, and you know that's. So I said okay. So I just pressed the button and it went back. You know, she said she um, it wasn't a rich person. I said that's fine. You don't have to donate. No one asked you to. It's really just for people who want to keep this thing going. And on the uh, the video platform, if I canceled the video platform, it really wouldn't cost me much to run the site. But this yeah. I, this thing, it does cost a lot of bandwidth. So I only keep it really because I don't want to upload 7,000 videos to BitChute and then one day they don't like me and goodbye. Mm. It takes a lot of effort to upload a video. You know that. You make videos and you have to upload them. It takes time. Uh, yeah, but it's pretty easy. That's why I like it. And uh, sometimes I can upload a video in four minutes. And uh, I mean, most of the time I can upload a video in four minutes. I mean, uh, yeah, but if, especially if they, uh, on Instagram when they're giving me all my material, I don't even have to search for it. I mean, all I got, <laughs> this Gaza thing has just been a gold mine. It's like every single day they're giving me something like another whopper, you know, something. I mean, it's just funny as hell. Yeah. You know, and uh, but yeah. my point is if they wiped you out tomorrow, all mm -hmm. that work, you'd have mm -hmm. to find another place to upload it. So that yeah. would waste your yeah. that would waste your time, and you're already not visible in Europe, mm -hmm. which means half your audience is is gone in one mm -hmm. shot. And if they wanted yeah. to cut off Canada or the U.S. one day, then you're just you're just uploading an old black hole. So that that's why I created FacoTube, and mm -hmm. I think it's the way of the future. And um, you know, there's another backup way, which is free, and that is using a syncing program. If you ever wanted to uh, mm. leave your computer on and allow people to just grab all your videos at once, I, I highly recommend it. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything, and if you have a computer hooked up to the internet, you can just leave the file sync on. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that it's better than BitChute is if you're trying to search for a video... I've discovered you really can't find videos on your channel or any channel. You can't search specifically to a channel, but you mm -hmm. can if you have them all downloaded on your own computer. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if you ever wanted to set that up, I could help you. I think Jim was oh, asking. Nice. I think it's really easy. I, it doesn't take any brain power, really. You, you get it going fast. I think Jim wanted help doing that, too. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's got he's got tons of data. Yeah, he's got tons of archives. Yeah, uh, yeah, he sort of you know, and well, sort of. I'm I don't have that much storage, and so what? I, but I am saving all of my Gaza stuff on a separate flash drive that's uh, disconnected from my computer because uh, this is uh, the pinnacle of my career at this point. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, yes, because all of my work in the past has brought me to this point, and. Uh, and so now I'm on this mission. It's like uh, because I, I I smell blood in the water. I, I, I 
all these people have failed to bring peace to the Middle East, all these academics, all these preachers, all these, the, the, the greatest minds of the entire generation has been elusive and they can't figure out for 75 years this war in the Middle East. It's like, what? We can't figure it out. That's because it's all been fake. And so this is where the fakeologists like us, this yeah. is where we come in and we can and we can call their bluff because there's a, a, a certain question we can ask. And that is nobody knows anyone who's been hurt over there. And, and you know what? And then what? And as a result from that question, what you get is a bunch of trolls in the comment section saying, I know somebody. It's like, OK, so give me some details. And they start then they scurry away. And, you know, they never want to give any details. And it's just and it's very predictable at this point. And they don't they don't get they don't have they do have trolls out there that are ready to to come in and lie to you and say, oh, oh, Phil, I know lots of people over there that are getting killed. It's like, OK, well, well then tell me about one of them. Yeah, give me one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they just scurry away. You know, so this is uh, it's playing cards. It's like uh, I I know what they have in their in their hand and I can call their bluff. Well. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Forum COINTELPRO, and they have all kinds of ways to screw up your forum, your comments. We got forum sliding, which is pretty cool. Oh, so, okay. Oh, th these are the troll tactics you're talking about? Yeah, this is this is counterintelligence. Um, okay. This is how they do it. These are the techniques. We got forum sliding, consensus cracking, topic mm. dilution, information collection, Anger trolling, gaining full control. <laughs> it's you need to know these techniques. So yeah. I've bought them at the top here at fakeologist.com. Okay. Uh, it's under its own topic here at the top, Forum COINTELPRO. So yeah. These are these are tried and true ways to disrupt. Mm -hmm. and, oh yeah. And everyone that runs a forum needs to know them. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my, my comments were getting flooded the other day when I was talking with John. Mm -hmm. And um, it just pisses people off for the most part. And it's mm -hmm. it's just rude. You know, you wouldn't go into a room and every time someone started a conversation, you start going, ah, blah, 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 walk between them. You, yeah, you, yeah. Someone kick you in the nuts. You know, that's just <laughs> rude. Don't be so rude. So I noticed and another method they use, and they demonstrated it this week, or perhaps it was last week. I didn't catch on to it until this week. But uh, they, they put out, one of those videos from Gaza that had a very obvious rubber baby. I mean, you know, it was like a real obvious one. And so the Jerusalem Post picked up on it and said, oh, they're using rubber babies over there in Gaza. Oh, and really? Then, uh, yep. And the Jerusalem Post. And then they came back with a retraction, though, the next day and said, oh, sorry about that. Our, our editors didn't really uh, think about what they were doing. Uh, we retract that story that we issued yesterday. Oh, and, really? Uh, and so that way, so what they do is they feed that into the narrative. That way, when if people like me who come out and say they're using rubber babies, they'll say that's been debunked. Even even Israel admits that the, those are babies are real. It's like that's because Israel's in on it. Israel's the one who's supplying the rubber babies. Don't yeah. you understand? It's all an act, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so, and that's the tactic to, again, to that way people like me who bring up the rubber baby topic, will now. Oh, you're you're an idiot because Israel's already admitted that those are real babies. It's like you don't understand. This is not a well, war we're looking at. This is a a business we are looking it's at, a, and it's an information war. And what what it does is if you, if you end up searching for rubber babies, as most people just go to Google, they type rubber babies. You're going to get their story because they'll take mm -hmm. their story, put it on the top, 
You're never going to get to Phil's story because number one, he's probably not listed under Google search. That's how <laughs> that's how you do it. So they 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 take keywords that are important to your site and they steal them, mm-hmm. and then their story will pop up, and then people click on it. Oh, oh, that's the rubber baby story, and then it's over for them. That's the end of their research. Yeah, that that is how they do it. Yeah. And you yep. know, I think the tunnel story in New York City, which is probably fake, mm-hmm. that's to somehow suck to you be a, a search sponge for Jewish tunnels. So, mm-hmm. for I think what it does is, anytime you type in Jewish tunnels, you're going to get those stories, and not yeah. whatever the hell's going over in Gaza. You see. Okay. That's how it works. So anytime, because those are, just think about it. The main thing is tunnel and Jewish. Mm -hmm. So those two words, if you type those in, we can do an experiment now and see what happens. We're probably going to get this thing going on over there in New York City. Yeah. And not, it's going to hide the Gaza thing. So here we go. I just typed Jewish tunnels and you can see here. Shabbat Synagogue, Secret Tunnel, New York City. And this is presearch.com. It's not even Google. Mm-hmm. What we know about the Brooklyn Synagogue Tunnel. See how that works? If you typed yeah. in, if you type that in three weeks ago or whenever before this story, you would have got Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh yeah, so it takes over the uh the search results. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, really know. important. So this is what this is, is this is just information war, period. Mm-hmm. Info war. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Alex Jones took the word. Way outmatched. And I, I, like I, you know, we are in the basement of the internet. You know, none of our videos ever trend anywhere. And we are kept from trending. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, but I, I see at this point, uh, knowing the position we're in and uh, how, how little power we have, well, so, but we know what they have in their hand. And so what we got to do is just find that one little thread that we can pull that'll unravel the whole dang sweater. And just that one question we can ask that they have no answer for. And, uh, and you know, we got to just keep uh, looking for it, kind of hone our skill, hone our, hone our bluff better. So then I, I, yeah, I did this today. This yeah, uh, why don't we go over your stuff? Let's just, let's this, blast through your stuff from the last I was week. I surprised because somebody, uh, because there was this fire at this uh, high-rise building in 1974 down in Brazil. Okay. And people were actually jumping out the window. Really? At least that's how the story goes. Okay. 40, 40 people jumped out and 40 corpses were laying on the sidewalk. But they gave us a lot of imagery, a lot of uh, people getting put on, gir- you know, corpses being put on gurneys. Yeah. Corpses on the ground. And so, but what I did was I slowed the video down and stopped it and kind of looked at these corpses closely. And, uh, and frankly, uh, yeah, when you look at the corpses closely, uh, they don't pass the test. Uh-oh. So you think this, no- is, this is fakery in Brazil in the 70s? Uh, yes, I, I do. Yes. Wow. Because uh, you look, cause they gave us, see, this is their... This is their mistake, is they gave us too many images of corpses, and so we can stop the video and zoom in on it. And it's like that's not a bot. That's not a corpse that has fallen twenty five stories. You know this. Or so I they were they doing were whoppers back in the seventies. Wow, in Brazil of all places. Why do they make yeah. movies in Brazil? Uh, yeah, and 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 in fact, if you listen to this video on YouTube, it's got the 
symphonic music. It's it's a Hollywood production, and wow. this was this was this was to traumatize the the people in Brazil, and the, and the people jumping out of burning skyscrapers is a is a is a technique they use to uh, do an MK Ultra. Uh, there, there's one guy falling. See that? But you don't see him hit the ground. You don't see him hit the ground exactly, and uh, and if he fell from that height, then we would see this. And there's another guy. If he if he really fell from that height, you see, and he again he fell behind a truck. All right. Wow. And this guy does a cartwheel. See this? He does. He does a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is good stuff, Phil. Where'd you find this? Did someone I'm tip sorry. you off on this? Oh, oh, somebody in my comment section uh, put this to me. He said, "Phil, people jump out of skyscrapers all the time. What's his video?" And so, well, oh, this nice. Video was like, this video was like 29 minutes long. What I did was I edited it down to four minutes. And so I, I got the best four minutes out of it. And as Oh, you can beautiful. See, and, um, and yeah, you can see them pulling, hauling bodies around. And, Simon um, will love this. Yeah. And, um, so th th when and, was oh, the movie building. Towering Inferno? That, that <laughs> yeah. was a movie. No, that was a movie, wasn't it? The yes, it was. Yeah. When, when was yeah, that? Was that in the 70s? Yeah, that, that was in 1975, I think, or oh, no way. maybe. Yeah. So this yeah, is, do well. This is what they call concurrent programming. Well, they'll yeah. pretend something is real. To, it helps promote the movie. Yeah, it was about the same time that this that this event happened. Yeah, you're right. And so, uh, yeah, this was. Uh, uh, look, see these corpses. They're not broken. None of the bones are broken. There's no. You would see intestines. Oh yeah. Because every time a body hits the ground, the intestines. The towering inferno out. is 1974. No yeah. Look at that. Oh, 1974? Wow, the yeah. same year. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me let me see the trailer of Towering Inferno. Let's see if it matches. Yeah. <laughs> the Towering Inferno. Hold on a sec. <laughs> the Towering Inferno here. Wow. Steve McQueen. And Steve McQueen. Race against time as one tiny spark becomes a night of blazing suspense. The Towering Inferno. It's out of control. It's coming your way. Wow. 20th Century Fox and Warner Brothers present Irwin Allen's production of The Towering Inferno. Nice. Steve McQueen. Anyone watch this? Anyone old enough? I think Steve I, McQueen. I watched it. Paul Newman. William Holden. Faye Dunaway. Fred Astaire. Susan Blakely, Richard Chamberlain, Jennifer Jones, O.J. Simpson, Robert... O.J.? Robert Wagner, the towering oh, inferno. Yeah. Those people are going to die over there. Something's not done. Wow. Faye Dunaway, wow. So you can stop worrying about me. What about me down there worrying about you? I'll never let you go anywhere without me again. Fred Astaire? The whole fire department. All right, I won't watch anymore. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes. Oh, that's a good find. 1974, oh, yeah. Towering Inferno. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, at first viewing, when I watched that video, it looked pretty uh, <clears throat> It looked pretty real. I was going to do the video on the premise that the people in San Paulo, yes. that, that city, yeah, San Paulo, that city in Brazil, yeah, that's the people the in San Paulo had all these cameras and, and were able to get all the pictures of these bodies. How come nobody at and Manhattan could get pictures of the 200 jumpers that jumped out in, in New York City. But then when I started looking at this video and started looking closely at the bodies, I said, oh, this is fake too. 
So it's like I can't even use it for a comparison now. He's like, these aren't real dead Wait, bodies. When I used to watch cartoons, the firemen always had this big trampoline that they caught the people. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you know how they they run they run over to catch the guy before. So, do they use that? Do they use that here? You no, know, I, I uh, no, they didn't. And so this this corpse right here is the is the dead giveaway. Oh, there's Father uh, Michael. Yeah, if, he, if yeah, is it okay? So no, I'm just no, saying. There's no oh, blood under whoa. the head. There, there's no there's no blood. There, there's no blood under that. The head is the cranium has been removed, and there's no blood under that head. Let's look it's again. The sidewalk is completely dry. It's impossible. It's impossible. And so that corpse right there is a dead giveaway. If you zoom in on it and oh. stop it, yeah, there, there, it, that's a mannequin. It has to be because there's no brain matter. There's no blood underneath that head. Right. But it, it, it's it, dry as a bone. You are looking at an impossibility right there. And so if that means the whole story is an impossible. There'd be some it's splatter, too. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Anyone, uh, the anyone, long hair indicates it's it's a woman. Anyone dropped an egg on the sidewalk? It's pretty similar from that height. Yeah, there, there's no splatter. There's no intestines coming out. Yeah, that's you're oh. looking at a mannequin. It has to be because that is not a a human corpse would behave much differently than that. Yeah, and so uh, I don't know if they do a lot of fakery in South America because we just don't get. I've always said this: we don't get South American media at all. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even most Americans. Western, we don't even know what's. We don't even know the countries down there. It's almost like another world, and yeah. that's and that that's kind of why I say you know when they say oh where are these people going? They go to a desert island. Uh, they could go to South America and we wouldn't know about them. That's a big area. That's a big continent. Yeah, don't yeah, you, it's huge. I mean, you know, yeah, Patagonia is down there. Argentina, uh, Colombia, you name it. There's there's Guyana. Yeah, no. so they do the MK Brazil. Ultra stuff down there, the same as they do here. It's the same kind of. Uh, this is the worldwide control we're under since World War II. This is uh, the whole world turned communist, and uh, and so yeah, there's no difference between countries. It's uh, well, I mean, and COVID proved that. I mean, all the countries of the world participated in this freaking obvious, laughable little hoax, you know, and uh, you know, it's uh, so uh, it's uh. Yeah, I like so, the choppers. The cho Cloverfield chopper. says here, good job. The choppers were there to rescue. No, film it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had lots of lots of cameras there. Yeah. yeah they weren't I trying mean, to save anyone. They just wanted to video it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the choppers here at the beginning here. Just flying around here. Yeah. That's yeah. This is so, and the people on the roof. Um, you know, that imagery right there is like very uh, traumatic and very uh, MK-Ultra-E. They almost look uh, too big. There's the helicopter there. They almost yeah. look too big for the... For the roof line? Yeah, yeah. Could be. So maybe yeah, there's I mean, some bad editing there. Something's going on there. Some Hollyweird. And again, yeah. this is a zoom-in scene, so we don't know. Uh, yeah, you can't see it. There's no... There's no reference to the ground, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So that could be just... Yeah. This is, could all be spliced together. I never heard of the story, so this is pretty good. Yeah, so I was... Yeah, I was... So you were shocked. looking to show... You were you were trying to find real jumpers, and you were going to compare yeah, them to the 9-11 jumpers. This was actually an instance where they had real people jumping out a window. 
But then when I looked closely at the bodies, I said, oh, no, that, that's not, it can't be real. Because I've seen, you know, because they, they post gore on the internet. I've seen human bodies after they've fallen like three floors. You know, the whole thing squirts open. Oh, I, I've even seen uh, photos from the the crash of 1929 where people uh, in New York City were throwing themselves out the window. And, uh, and I've seen, and those are old photographs from 1929. And when the body hit the sidewalk, I mean, every bone in the body broke. I mean, it, it's very graphic. It's like, oh my God, that guy fell out of a window. You oh, know, wow. he, there's no mistaking, you know? And so when I look at these bodies here, it's like, wait a minute, these bodies are all intact. There's no way they fell out of a window, you know? Yeah. Nice. And what's this? Uh, this is the actual hey, official this footage? Is when I do, this, uh, I do my commentary on that same video. Okay. And so, but uh, it's basically the same video you were just showing. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the I, next one here? Gazabad acting deserves a slap. <laughs> yeah, just I'm, I'm I'm practicing my video editing skills and I'm splicing videos together. Oh, and I so, got it. So you're making comedy. So, yeah, that you, I think you you uh, recommended screencast for me, and so I'm I'm uh, yeah so. And so I'm uh, using screencast to splice videos together. And, uh, oh, this I'm, is from Airplane, isn't it? Yeah. And the slap scene. Because <laughs> this woman here... Oh, slap I love her. that. That's great. <laughs> they slap her. <laughs> That's really good, actually. <laughs> so this Gaza thing, you know, just keeps giving me... Uh, well, you it's know, comedy. I, oh, everyone's. Oh, here's that OJ. Oh, this guy's got a wrench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. That's funny. That that's actually a pretty good movie. Oh yeah. Airplane. Well, okay. I like that. That's cool. That's good. So you're doing some comedy there, and then here's some more comedy. Yeah. Howard. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't intend it to be comedy, but it came out as comedy. Yeah. So you just posted this as is. Yeah. Good point. That that's the same guy in a wig. Yeah, I think it absolutely is. I think a lot of the um, the victims were they take their early childhood photos and they mm -hmm. morph them because, of course, you look a lot like your childhood photo when you're older, and you yeah. you could pass that off as your child. I guess if if the mother had no uh, influence on what the child looked like, I suppose, but. It's a good way of, uh, they use a little morphing software to make it look younger, maybe put a head of hair on. But I think what you were, this was uh, what we were talking about yesterday, Simon and you and me and Gemma. Yeah. And I think there's a shot here. This is the, this is yeah. the head of Cantor Fitzgerald, which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They account for most of the victims, apparently. They had a bad, yeah. they had a really bad day where almost everyone was wiped. And this this is him with hair, and this yeah. is where I was saying you can see this this very bright area of the face. Mm -hmm. It looks like a very very crude photo paste. Like why does he have a clown face? A little whiter here, but on the side it's another texture and another color. Yeah. So this might be just a really it worked for me and um, bad photo paste up canner and uh, he he called my sister. Uh, just after the just after the plane hit, and he told her that. Um, anyway, this is uh, something from the nine eleven. Yeah, this is Robbie Parker. This is Robbie Parker tier, and this guy is responsible for almost seven hundred of the deaths on nine eleven. 
Well, I mean, his company right. supposedly was the victimized of seven seven hundred victims of nine eleven, and this guy doesn't shed a tear. And this guy's Jewish. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm, and so people get mad at me and say, "Bill, you're trying to let the Jews off the hook." It's like, no, I'm not. This Jew right here is lying to you. And, and it's and it's like, well, well I, I say yes, the Jews did do nine eleven, and this is how the Jews did it because they lied to your face. That's how the Jews did nine eleven. And they're like, no, Phil, you don't understand. The Jews kill people. It's like, no, the Jews trick us. And then we go do the killing for them. Because as a result of 9-11, we all joined the military. And we went over and and uh, we just wanted to uh, kick somebody's ass. And so we went. We said, And then George Bush told us that Iraq needed to have their ass kicked. And so we said, okay, let's go kick their ass. You know, and so we were just like mindless dogs going to go kick someone's ass. We didn't care who. It, it, yeah, it's just the Jews tricked us. To go to war, just like they always do. The same thing with the uh, 1991, with or the first Gulf War, where the Naira went in front of the Senate committee and she yeah. did a fake cry, and and that changed public opinion. And then we were off to war to Iraq. It's like, are you kidding me? It's to go to a fake war, by the way. I think that's the other thing. It's yeah, a well, fake so, event yeah. to go to a fake war to burn real uh, money on fake weapons. I think. Yeah, so it's like, well, so what was Iraq? I mean, I, I kind of tend to think that it was real to an extent. Uh, what? Because uh, well, we what, went there twice. What exactly like we, did we see there, though? I mean, we didn't. Well, really... there was that one highway of death where we saw all those burnt, and we we did see some uh, realistic burned corpses in those vehicles. Okay. I mean, you know, they showed us something, and uh, and they did look what I would expect is a, a dead human body inside of a vehicle. Uh, I don't and, even know. Did they really kill directly kill three hundred thousand children? As um, Madeline Albright was so proud, saying it was worth it. Or oh, see, I don't believe that. No. Or or no. were those people basically just poisoned and starved? I mean, that's possible too. I think what we did was we killed the white, uh, the white males, or or people because um, the uh, there are. Uh, males over there in Iraq who are proud of their heritage and proud of their nationality and then Saddam Hussein gave them an AK-47 and say, hey, go fight these Americans. They're invading your country. And so then it became a turkey shoot and uh, that's what I believe Iraq was. It was, it was and it was the same thing at Vietnam. That Vietnam was the exact same thing. Well, they were trying yeah. to he was, he was trying to build up Iraq into an actual country, I think and that's well, just not allowed. That's just not allowed. Yeah, that's not allowed. Yeah, the, the communists won the war, and so uh, the war is against the nationalists. Now that now that the communism has world, world control, well, it's always been against nationalists, though. That's the yes, thing. it has always been against nationalists. Yes, yeah. and, and but but now they're just what they're doing is mop up operations and just getting the nationalists that they missed. Well, That's what they're doing, mop up operations. Yes, I think the whole point of international socialism, otherwise known as communism or communitarianism, they don't want any one country to have everything they need to take care of their own country because their argument is, well, they'll get so powerful they'll want to expand. Mm -hmm. So they make every country interdependent. So, for instance, all your food comes from over here. All the, the resources come from over there. So this country mm -hmm. needs this country. So they have to keep cooperating. And this is the, their idea that, oh, this will keep peace in the world because no one country can operate without cooperating with their neighbor or, or another country. I think that is the point of it. Mm -hmm. And their argument is, yeah. oh, this is for uh, peace in the world. 
because we can't let one country get powerful because they'll just go invade and take over the next one. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's pretty close. I think that's what's going on. It's an, an international cabal that's, uh, yeah, they're globalists. You know, everything that Alex Jones says about the globalists, you know, is right. But the fact, what he doesn't tell you is that he's one of them. Uh, you know what? <laughs> well, he, yeah, he's he's yeah uh, he's the outlet for everyone who disagrees. But what does yeah. what does he get us? And he misses out a few critical points, I guess. Guard railing and yeah, gatekeeping he leaves out a few details. Yeah. <laughs> well, he gives everyone just enough that they can eat on, feast on. I would say. Yeah. And you know he's mainstream. That's why he he's allowed to get all those views, and he his show hasn't suffered since he took the Sandy Hook uh, settlement. You no, know, he's still selling his vitality pills and his tangy tangerine. Yeah, it's, not, you know, it's just dumb, <laughs> you know. And, and people should realize. And people told me, "Well, Alex Jones got sued for a billion dollars because of that Sandy Hook. That means uh, it must. That means." And it's like, dude, have you seen Alex Jones? He's still doing his show. Yeah, he, he, he actually has, stops things from going mainstream. If you yeah. recommend him to your mother, she's going to say, "Who is this idiot that you're yelling at me? Why? Mm -hmm. Why are you following him?" And that's the end of that. Yeah. So exactly. I think he keeps us all corralled. Yes. Great. Well, you know, we're way beyond Alex Jones now. I mean, you know, I can uh, show Alex Jones is wrong on just, just about everything he covers. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't even think he hits the mark once, not even once. Here and is so here is Howard, by the way. He's still going. He's only got 1,500 followers. You'd think he'd have a few extra. Yeah. Where, what is that? Is that his Facebook page? This is uh, his Twitter page, his Twitter. Oh. Okay. So they're still going. This guy's still going. Yeah. Yeah, he's got new teeth, I see. Well, he can afford a, he can afford a good dentist. Not like me. I can't afford a good dentist. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard Cantor Fitzgerald in the news for some reason today or this week. So things are still happening. They're still involved. Um, okay. I don't know what exactly they're doing these days, but he's, he's still yapping. Here he is here. $10 billion. First Republic lost all of its money, all of its money. So all it has left is franchise value. So I think people who are trading the stock today are taking a wild risk. It okay, there there you go. So he's yeah. still gabbing on like nothing happened. Yep. Yeah. And so if you think that people died on 9-11, well, then you are a Howard Litnick uh, fanboy. fanboy. Yeah. I mean, that means you're letting Howard Licknick do your thinking for you. I mean, to think, uh, it, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, decide which uh, side you're on. You know, it's like, uh, this Howard Litnick is a fraud. And he said that 700 of his employees got killed on 9-11. Well, that's a big whopper. That's like a Holocaust-style uh, whopper. You know? Well, nobody's following him, and nobody's really commenting. Our, our our own Greg Shantz left a comment here, but other than that, no one is really responding. I guess, I guess no one's worried about it. What did Greg uh, post? Oh, uh, he just said, "Where's the evidence that anyone died or even got nice. hurt?" Nice. Yeah, and so what? what did it, it didn't get removed. No, not yet. No, it's thirteen hours ago. But this is a post that <laughs> Howard put up. Uh, Way to go, Greg. That's I, a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, I don't know if anyone's actually looking at him. He has no comments. So, geez, where are all the employees uh, chiming in, or the families, rather? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's keep going. What else we got here? Uh, pick anything you want. It was Martin Luther 
King Day on Monday. That, oh I yeah, believe. that's right. And so you, in this video, you can see the uh, the remaining King family and, and their first sixty Christmas minutes. And what was this right after he? Yeah, this is right after Martin Luther King was assassinated, and the family is just all smiles. And uh, why? So and, there's um, there's good old Mike Wallace. In April of this year, looks like about a killing of Dr. It's like their old friend uh, Rick calling. Hey, Rick. Rick from Arizona. Hello. Oh, Rick from Arizona. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, um, 9/11. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you know who you might know who Adam Green is. He's a he's a yes. yeah. Okay. Anyways, he lives in San Diego, and there was this huge firemen's convention there. Oh, okay. And he went out there with his microphone, and he went up to the uh, the uh, fire department, New York people, and he was you know we you know started talking to him, get him. They all started talking, and they he turned the conversation onto 9/11, and they all just turned around and walked away. Oh, you got a link to that? Yeah. I'll play that. <laughs> um. I I saw a couple of years ago. I I might have a piece of it in my on my computer, but I swear to God, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They so, don't want to. They don't want to get their face on camera talking about nine eleven because the, even the firefighters <laughs> know there's a big whopper. Yeah. So okay, that's all I had to say. Yeah. Good. Good one, Rick. Thanks. Yep. Somebody yep. else. Um, yeah, you can call me on Skype on Fakeologist. Fakeologist on Skype. It's a pretty good way of doing it. If people always used to use Skype. Now nobody uses Skype. Um, yeah, somebody else went to... Who was that? Oh, right. I put it on FacoTube. Uh, Jeff Hill was a Canadian guy. And he called people on 9-11. Or uh, the so-called actors of 9-11. He got hung up on all over the place. Mm -hmm. just I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, I'll play it a little bit so you can get a bit of this. And let's make sure I unmute this site. Third law. To every action, there is always an equal and opposite. A so let me find him. So he called the Hazar Khani guy. Standing when you took the video? Oh, what, 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 uh, I don't have to talk about these. And he recorded it? My camera, yeah. Mm. So he called this guy that did this video. Standing when you took the video? Oh, Disappear and going. everything in the video when you see the plane going in? Are you yeah, pulling it up? Yeah. Can you can you hear it? Oh wait, sorry. No, no, I can't hear it. Okay, can you hear it now? Let me just play it. Is that coming through? And where were you standing when you took the video? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Well, now it's buffering. No, I know what happened was I. Wait. What? What? Um, I don't have to talk about this. I looked at my camera. I saw that I had the plane. I didn't want it, so I gave it. And now they have the right to it. So it's so. So he basically called all these people that allegedly took the footage, and mm -hmm. they all basically say, I can't talk about it because I sold it to the news media, and it's oh. theirs now, and I can't talk about it anymore. So I yeah. think I think Jeff was a real guy, and he no, was trying to contact these people, and they basically just told him to buzz off. Right, so the CDC oh. has all the rights to it now? Yeah, they have it, they have the origin. Uh, you remember back on 9-11, you were in the chopper with uh, Patrick Walsh? Yes. Okay, and uh, I seen a segment on uh, the History Channel, I think it was, or something, and you guys said that you were in the uh, you were up in the chopper in the air when the plane came in? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, where are you from? I'm from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know why he puts this little intermezzo in, but like I know, I know you had said something about the FBI had taken your camera and took you somewhere or something. No, they had. Uh, I I ran into them and they wound up um, having my uh, my tape. Hey, you have to call CNN and get the information. I'm, I'm not allowed to give anything else. So you see how he's calling all these actors? They're, you, yeah, they're all stonewalling him. Well, they're all yeah. stonewalling him. Basically, they say, you got to call CNN, you got to call the FBI. <laughs> so yeah. they all of a sudden lose their brains and they can't talk. Are yeah. they in court? I mean, seriously. Yeah, they so are the, in court. So if you it. did call them, this is what would happen. Mm-hmm. So there were people, I think Jeff was real, I think he was trying to find out the truth, but this is a pretty good video, actually. This is actually a mashup. Jeff made the calls and someone made the video, actually, and put the music in there. So it's pretty good. I recommend, I'll put it in the show notes. So he was kind of a fake nukes fill back in the day, and this is at least uh -huh. 15 years ago. Yeah, so why I would be afraid of doing something like that is because those people can come back and sue me because... If you call and put somebody on recording, you have to tell them in the beginning that you're being recorded. Yeah. Doesn't and, that uh, depend on the state? Isn't it one's only one person has to know they're being recorded? There's certain I'm states. I'm not sure about the law. Yeah, I think I th I know what you're saying though, but I, I can't afford an attorney either. And so, you know, I mean, I know that they can't get much from me. I like squeezing blood out of a turnip. And that's why I do say that a lot of things I do is cuz like what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to what are you going to sue me for, you know? <laughs> I don't have, uh, you know, a person like me, I don't have status. I don't have a master's degree in anything. You can't take away my status. Right. You can't, you, know, you don't have, so you don't have tenure. I, I have, I have freedom to say what the hell I think, right? <laughs> As do most Americans. Yeah. And most Americans don't care about, uh, no, looking they at don't. The truth. the truth has become self-censoring. The, the truth yeah. is available if you dig deep enough into the internet. But most people are not interested in the truth. It, it it has become like George Orwell said: the truth will become self censoring. And uh, yeah, Tom right. says it depends on the state. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, anyway, so basically, Georgia, Does sixty minutes was there. The day after last Saturday. Well, you know what? They could have filmed this any time. Actually, you don't know. They could have done it before he mm -hmm. uh, they made his fake Being death. Four children. Nobody knows the timeline, really. I wonder if you'd introduce your family to us. This is Dexter Scott. Yeah, everybody's also his bro, His father just got murdered. Yeah, I know. His, his, his father just got murdered. Because no. his dad's probably hiding in the next room. <laughs> yeah. So it's all a big joke, you know? He knows dad's next door. Well, He's in the next room. Over here. Yeah. This is Martin Luther III. Yeah. And so, yeah, here's the his it, namesake. Martin Luther III. And how old are you, Marty? I'm 11 years old. And he just couldn't be happy. I imagine, of course, that you <laughs> bear your name with great pride. Your I think they know it's a joke, and they know that they're told, listen, pretend daddy's dead and shut up. <laughs> yeah. That As a, as a young child, that's got to be hard to... Because uh, you know you're not supposed to lie. You tell your children, don't lie, and all of a sudden they're, they're lying. <laughs> so that's got to be... Yeah. That's got to be a mind melt for them. Father's name. Put it politely. But yeah, uh, are there any uh, ever any? I think he's waiting for his dad to jump out into the room. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, there are difficult 
taste, but most of the times they aren't because, well, I guess they, well, most of the times they aren't any difficulties, yeah, but sometimes I think they're, they're happy to be rid of them with help. Well, but, uh, sometimes people. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. You know, you really gotta, you really gotta look at um, all these old, all this old footage. It looks a lot different now than I'm sure yeah. if you were alive, you would have seen. There's so much to see now. And then later on in this video, I post, I, I inserted uh, Henry from, yeah, see, Henry did a good uh, breakdown of the crime scene and the, uh, that, that's the blood stain from Martin Luther King's head. And they had a janitor clean up the blood stain. It's like, that doesn't happen. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's called, it's called forensics. They're supposed people. to send a forensic team in. There, that, that, that picture of all the guys pointing at the shooter. Right. Okay, right there is your giveaway because how do they, how do those guys know? That the shooter is done shooting, I mean they are they are making themselves the next target. See, and when you see the person next to you get their head blown off, you're running for your damn life. Okay, so right. this that picture he right there is showing with a thirty odd six, right? All right. So well, let's go ahead and go over. Yeah, here. that's Everything Jesse Jackson there the pointing stays, at the shooter. The man stays right there. Oh, Jesse it's Jackson's in there. Of Mr. Yeah, MLK. That's Je Jesse Jackson is right. one of those guys that are that are pointing at the that? James Earl Ray. The blood never soaks into his. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another staged event, guys. Sorry, not another one that's not real. <laughs> and he has, oh. and he has his own national holiday now. Yeah. The federal yeah. day off, at least. And we got Willard. In, Willard, you wandered into the studio. How you doing? If anyone wants to join us in the studio, fake11.com forward slash restream, you can join in. And only join in if you really want to say anything. Otherwise, it's it's a bit of a distraction. So, Willard, if you want to say something, go for it. Willard's asking if you're taking calls on the 810 number. Yeah, or you can talk here. You're already in. This is actually a clearer line. So if you want to talk, talk. I suppose what I didn't turn on the phones. I missed. The oh. Book. Yeah, sorry. I th I turned half the phone on, but the I have to. So now it's open. But you can talk here if you want, Willard, or call in. That's fine. And uh, fake nukes call or fake uh, or no planes. Nope. Oh, I see you're on the tablet. No planes yeah. called in on the Skype. So yeah, call the phone, Willard, if you want. I'll answer that. Or the thing will answer it. We only we've been going already fifty six minutes. An hour with Phil goes by really fast. So there's so much content. So I'm not. I don't like to keep Phil more than an hour because he does a lot of shows. But you can already yeah, see I, there's a ton of content over here already. Yeah, and I try to keep my videos short. I know that people's uh, time is valuable. I try to get to the points real quickly. And uh, yeah, you know. And uh, I, I did this uh, little quick breakdown of this Mia Shem, this girl that uh, almost got raped while being held captive. And uh, yeah, there was, was a pre-rape. There was a yeah. She said they were looking at me. They were raping me with their eyes. It's like woman, you don't know what rape is. It's like uh, actually, they were they were trying to figure out what's wrong with their lips. <laughs> wow. I know they, I know women, they, um, don't they yeah, put they Botox? Do those injections. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, who's calling? Yeah, this is Willis in Florida. Willard, how you doing, buddy? Turn down your radio there if you don't mind, so we don't have to Yeah, I got it. 
I have bad internet connection. I can only talk by phone. Um, Phil, I wanted to ask you, you know how you mentioned at the end of World War II, they began uh, this method of psychological operations? Mm-hmm. There is a book by L. Fletcher Prouty called the JFK, the CIA, you know, assassination in Vietnam. I don't know if you've heard of the book or not. No. Refresh my memory. I might have. Um, it's by Alfred Prouty, who was a colonel in the Air Force. And in the movie by Oliver Stone, uh, Donald Sutherland plays his part. And it was oh. it came out when the movie came out. And it was like the expose by Insider, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, well, in Chapter 3, called mm-hmm. The Invisible War, he straight up says that the entire Cold War was run by psychological operations in which they faked terror events. And mm-hmm. he used an example from 1985 in Spain where these military officers got in trouble because they staged a terrorist attack in a town, mm-hmm. and the rebels and the soldiers that suppressed them were both in on it. Mm-hmm. And he said this is the type of operation that's been going on hundreds of times all over the world ever since the end of the Cold War. So there you go. Exactly mm. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the, they released a little bit of truth, you know. The, but I bet you the rest of the book is bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, what, that's what I don't understand. I was one thing I was going to ask Lynn because she talks about the dog that that wouldn't bark, where people refer to the book but they never mention that chapter. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not discussed. It's just like, you know, Ab, you're saying about going to South America in the book Blind Ambition. John Dean, Watergate, he straight up says in there when it looked like they were going to make him the scapegoat, he said that he was wondering, you know, how they would do it. It's on page 12 of the book, whatever edition, where they're, you know, they're, he said they'd contact Mitchell and um, they'd send him to Latin America and give him a new identity as a business. And he's wondering what they would tell, you know, the families, the kind of accident, you know, it happened. And my mm. point is, is where did he get the idea that this is like an option or something they do. Where did it come from? Because he just straight out says it. They'll fake my death and I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. John yeah. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think um, they do. I think they, the death faker is a huge phenomenon. Oh, I, I was yeah. just uh, watching some some uh, uh, basketball coach faked it. They, it's one of those died suddenly. He was 46 years old. He had a sudden heart attack. And um, I don't believe he's dead. Uh, they're, people are faking their death on a daily basis, and uh, you know this. And I think, sadly, I think Gemma may have got caught up in this died suddenly thing. A lot of these died suddenly people are faking it. Uh, yeah. Tiffany Glover, uh, uh, Damar Hamlin. That was the, the that was the fakest faint I've ever seen from Tiffany Dover. And and Damar Hamlin, he fell on his butt. He didn't collapse. He fell on his butt. And then, and yeah, then they came yeah. back. When they released Demar from the hospital, he, it was like a, a they released a stunt double, like somebody that that looked like Demar. And then that got the that got the whole alt media up in a frenzy. He's like, "Oh my God, that's not him! Let's see, I told you that's not him." And it's like, dude, they're playing with your mind. It's like wow. uh, Demar Hamlin. I think they're creating a straw man, so they're creating an obvious fake, and then mm-hmm. that kind of diffuses. Like I, I still think people are getting sick and killed by the vaccine, but. Mm-hmm. They can't control. They have to manage the story, so they manage it to their right, advantage. Right. I think that's how right. it's done. 
Because this is a very tricky psyop. They're I agree. Is yeah. we gotta we gotta employ all of our uh, we, knowledge. We uh, really uh, do techniques. Yeah, like my it, it, I I just found out my mom is she's she's got about six six of these things in her, and oh, she's, she's been the sick. Boosters? She's, oh. she's been sick for two and a half weeks. She's sleeping all day now. So, oh. you know, this is real. Sorry, guys, this yeah. is real. But yeah. they do manage. They are, you know, and the guy I saw today, he was. I don't know if he took the club. I guarantee. I'm pretty sure that if he's part of the 95 percent or 98 percent of Canadians that probably took it, he probably took it. And you know, guys 58 years old don't have strokes. Sorry, I know he might have not lived the perfect life, but. I tell you, this it's thing. It's still relatively young. Yeah, it's still relatively this young. This thing really accelerates it, I'm telling you. If you got anything going on, this thing pushes you over the edge. So, But they do manage. Yeah. They, I think, like Phil said, a lot of them look fake. So what's going on? Why yeah. are all these news models falling over? And they, they fall to their knees, which nobody falls to their knees if they're not controlling it. So mm-hmm. what's going on? So they're managing it and making, it, making you look stupid for saying... Oh, that's the clot shot, you know. So, yeah. this is complex. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Phil, hey, one other question about Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you said it's what you got started. One thing yeah. that struck me, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they showed a picture of the window that that paddock fellow was shooting out of. Yeah. And if you look at it, there's no bullet holes from return fire from the police. Oh, and yeah. And I would think. I, you know, I tried to point out, I said, look, if, if that guy's up there shooting at people, when the police roll in, they're going to open up on them. Oh, yeah. The Muslim, we don't, there are several videos of the concert venue where people on their cell phones, and on and, and many occasions, the cell phone uh, uh, pans across the Mandalay Bay face, and you don't see any muzzle flashes coming from, he was on the 32nd right. floor, you don't see any muzzle flashes. There would have been huge muzzle flashes. His position would have been immediately, you know, uh, uh, compromised. Uh, and yes, you would have had return fire and uh, and you would have seen m- huge muzzle flashes. He was firing a high-powered assault rifle that was packed with all kinds of, uh, you know, powder. And, and that makes a big muzzle flash. And uh, we don't see any of it. And yeah, uh, that's... Once I saw how they did the Las Vegas event, well, then... Ever, all these other things just started falling over like dominoes. And it's like that, right, that's, how they've been doing, that's why they've been doing yeah. all of these events. Right, all falls in the place. Like I agree. Yeah. Okay, well that's all that's all that I had. Yeah. And I appreciate y'all taking the call. Good talking to you. And thanks for yeah. the um Beatles contract. I did get it. I did put it up. Oh good, good. I'm glad, I don't I don't I'm know if Phil out. I don't know if Phil's into the Beatles, but there's a lot of fakery around the Beatles and engineering. Well, I do believe John Lennon faked his death. I don't. That yeah. Mark Chapman guy didn't shoot him with a gun. That's you know, right. and That's Mark right. Chapman was like with the, the John Hinckley, and they both hung out. The, they were the same thing. They all, all of them faked their assassinations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Phil mentioned, you know, there was a guy. I don't know if you remember. This is back several years ago, named Jason Wynn that wrote an essay about the Lenin assassination and the connection with Roman Polanski mm. and Manson. And it, it was a great essay and had all these connections. But the thing is, is if people read this, you know, it's like you said, Ab, if you're writing, if it's a psychological operation and it's not real, you're just writing a script. So you can have all these coincidences and all yeah. these connections in there that are yeah. dizzying and it's not that hard because you're just writing a script. 
Yeah, I saw uh, Young and Restless today. Uh, it, it came on my TV as I was working on the computer. And uh, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of connections there too. But that you know, they just made it in the script room. You know. Yeah, you know, all, that's the most logical thing that explains these events and, and explains all these connections right. is, is the fact that people are is coming from a, somebody's imagination in the script room. Yeah, do you guys remember in 2007, the guy that said, don't tase me, bro, when, um, <laughs> yeah. I think it was John Kerry, I think it was. Yeah, okay, he yeah. He got confronted about skull and bones. Okay. Well, shortly after that, there was this guy I came across. He was from Ireland, a really thick accent, and he had a podcast, and he was talking about it, and somebody called in and started roughing him up saying, you know, you're saying this event is staged and this is put on, and, you know, how could they do all this? And the guy said to him, he goes, you know, you have the Central Intelligence Agency, the Intelligence Agency, they have huge budgets. And as you point out, they got these huge budgets and all these people. What do you think it is that they do? You know, do you think they're busting the filing cabinets in East Germany? No, this is, this is what they do. He even published, like, Unreal did, but this before Unreal, all these alt-right people, like Jones and them, and he says, that's what they do. That's what they're doing. You know, they're managing these stories and pulling these stunts. That's what the intelligence agencies do. And it made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yep. The CIA yeah. is basically a Hollywood studio. I mean, that's all they are. They're, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, people say yeah, the CIA back. was behind the Kennedy assassination. I, I agree. Yeah, the CIA was totally in charge of uh, doing the choreography and staging that fake event. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah, if they go back and look at some of these guys, like Stevenson, some of these early founders, they're, they have backgrounds in advertising. Uh, David Atlee Phillips was an actor and, and a playwright in college. He was the yeah. head CA guy for the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Oh, well. But hey, enjoy talking to you guys. Thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot. Willard. Thanks for, the, uh, thanks for calling in. I got to get back to John the Beggar. I think he was calling in, so I'll get back to him. And, uh, yeah, we've been going about an hour. Hey, John the Beggar, calling you back. Oh, hi. Uh, uh, are the show still on? Yeah, we're still, we're still going. I know you tried to call and you left a message, so I thought I'd get back to you before we close down. Okay, uh, fake events go on all over the world. I've known people who've worked in other parts of the world. And a friend of mine, uh, he just passed away. He played basketball professionally down in Argentina. And he told me about a thing where he was visiting another city. Yeah. He was in a uh, hotel room. And while he was in there, he looked across at another building. And there were several different levels of roofs in the building. This was high rise. But there was one guy on one thing, and he was, had a, there was a crowd down below, and he said, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. And on the lower um, level of the building, down below a couple of stories, there, were, there was a big uh, foam mat or air mat so he could jump in it. And then there was mm -hmm. another group of people there on that that were from the coroner's office. And they had an already dead body. They zipped it, opened the bag, and took the body. And as he jumped over and hit the, the air mattress, he said they threw the other guy off the roof. Mm. Wow. And so I know this stuff has gone on all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, well, that could be how they fake the jumpers in 9-11. Uh, I mean, uh, I just know that the, the jumpers were fake. Yeah, I don't know how they did it exactly, but uh, nobody was in those buildings. 
Yeah, and and, and they manage all this. Uh, they manage even the anti-vaccine movement. And mm -hmm. uh, I have no doubt that people are dying from this. I knew a couple of people that took the shots, got sick right away, and uh, mm -hmm. 10 and 7 days later, they died, respectively, in a hospital. Wow. So, you know, I know people do get sick from it. Other people I know have uh, developed headaches, migraines, and other problems, tremors in their hands. But I'm quite sure they're they're managing this too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just posted a video on FacoTube uh, with this doctor slash nurse, John Campbell. He's very big on YouTube. And, oh yeah, I've seen him. And there, he's flipping and flopping using graphs, making wrong conclusions, saying, oh, sorry, he pushed the vax really hard, and now he's flipped. So there are a lot yeah. of people that th these are stage managers. There's another one big story, I think Bart Weinstein. I've never heard of him, but Amazing Polly was talking about him today, and he's going on about how he was a dissident early on, and now he's... See, these people... They're still pro-vax. They just, I think they just say this vax is the problem. We just need a better one. Yeah, that's um, what they'll say. Yeah. And they still believe in the COVID, which I don't believe it is. I believe it's just the flu. I had it before it came out officially. They gave me antibiotics, shot and pills, cortisone shot and pills, and I was fine. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't even just do a control on that. If they gave you nothing and told you to stay in bed and drink tea, you probably would have been fine too. So... I don't well, buy it. all my life when I've had the flu or or viral infections. That's what I go and I standard stuff I get. It helps me. You think it helps you, but there's there's also the placebo effect as well, huh? So. No, it, it was like almost after I got those shots. Within twenty minutes, all right, I was feeling better. Okay. All right, wow. John the Beggar. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye. John. There's John the Beggar. All right, Phil, you got anything else? We've been going about an hour, an hour and 11 minutes or so. Yeah, you know, well, we could go all night. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I, I mean, I posted the thing about uh, Columbine there. I posted, you know, yeah, so, yeah. You've got a lot of material there, in other words, yeah. <laughs> that was a, just a quick video uh, about this, this kid that got shot five times at Columbine. and uh, What's he know, doing and, now? Well, you see on the side of his face there, yeah. he had a bulge. And so uh, it, it, there's a bulge on the side of his cheek, and and that's a tumor. And then uh, then he had his scar after Columbine, and he said that he got shot with a with a shotgun. It's like no, you had a tumor that was removed, and now you're saying you got shot with a shotgun. And I and I made the point that that's probably exactly what happened with Gabby Giffords. I think she may might have had a brain tumor, and they removed it, and they just got a fake shooting out of it. The same thing with James Brady during the Reagan assassination hoax. He probably had a brain aneurysm or something. They they removed it and they got a fake shooting out of it. And uh, yeah, that's what uh, all I got to do is prove one, and that shows that that's how they're doing this. When when they show a victim that's got this horrific scar, that doesn't mean they got it from the shooting. It it just means they had their life saved with a life saving procedure to remove a tumor. Is all that means? And, yeah, where is she now? I haven't heard oh, from Gabby, Gabby Gifford. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, where is she? It's uh, and where's yeah. the uh, where's the where are the twin astronauts? The supposed <laughs> twins. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I think those are fake twins too. Yeah, but, yeah. You think it's just one guy just pretending to be twins? Yeah, that could be that. Well, I go be. back and forth. Sometimes I think the CIA has actual identical twins. They look for them and recruit them, 
But on the other hand, what about the fact that they might have one guy and say he's two different guys? Mm -hmm. And he plays yeah. both guys. Exactly. Now they, I I, that I, happens a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen those guys in a while, but back maybe five, six years ago, they were always yapping away. And I think they even did one interview where they were both on the stage, but I think they were using just some fancy editing for that mm -hmm. one. It's yeah. actually pretty hard to do. Yeah. What, what are their names? I think it's Scott and yeah. something Kelly. Yeah, they're the Kellys. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Scott Scott and uh, Mark Kelly. Yeah, Mark, yeah. I'm going to look, sounds, I'm gonna look right. it up real quick and see if they're in the same thing. Cause I, I think NASA pushes this, uh, this twin brother stuff so much because they have to cover up... Had to cover up their whopper from the Challenger incident, where they, the Carl McNair and uh, Anazuka, the twin brothers, and so now now NASA has, yeah, oh yeah, he's in a monkey suit. Oh right, he was in the, the monkey suit. I yeah, I think it's the same guy. I, I'm not sure. Well, here they go. See, this might be fun. This might be a fun thing to look at for fakery. Uh huh. This is something you probably could dig into. Why, why don't I have any audio here? But uh, I don't know what's going on. But are they, are they ever in the same room, I guess, is the question. Hold on a sec. Where is it? They look like robots. A lot of crappy... Uh, a lot of crappy... Uh, they pictures. both look like they're made out of a test tube. Yeah, I sorry, I can't get audio. I don't know what the hell's going on here. But uh Oh, well, but, I can hear it on my side. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it on my side. Was, oh, maybe here. What's this? Sound was muted on this page. Hold on. Should have when I filled out the application for NASA ever talking to Mark about it. Maybe Come on. We do it sitting I remember sitting at your dining room table and I remember convincing you. Okay. Over dinner one night that you should apply to be an astronaut as well, and then you did. And thanks to me. So could they make this video with one guy? Is the question. Um. Yeah, yeah I could. So they, this yeah. could be two different uh, things spliced yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could. I mean, they they look whatever they are. They look like a robot. I don't know. You know, they, these guys aren't real, genuine human beings. Nobody goes into space. Uh, that's a promise from fake news, Phil. And well, none of your children will go to space, and none of your grandchildren will go to space. It'll and, never happen. And you could shave the head. That's one less thing that you could pick up on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right? If they had different hair, you could... Uh, I don't know. There's so many deception techniques. It's so cool, in a way, to study yeah. all this, but... Uh, but anyway, all right, fake nukes. Uh, good show. Um, what's uh, yeah, what's always. what's next? What's next this week for you? Oh, geez, I don't know. I, I wake up in the morning and things get thrown at me, and uh, I'll I'll probably do some more Gaza stuff because, like I said, I'm on a mission. I want to I want to bring that. I want to make sure you know. I don't know. You're bringing peace to the Middle East. I'm bringing I'm bringing peace to the Middle East. I'm doing what nobody else has been able to do in uh, 75 years, and it's just and it uh, it's fulfilling for me. It's like this is what I was born to do, and it's like. Uh, How did so, you uh, get mixed up with Gemma again? Did she come to you, or you came to her? Yeah, she uh, contacted me. She saw me on Jim Rizzoli's show, and uh, oh, okay. And, and I and uh, and, I, and so I, 
I Googled her name and she has a Wikipedia page. I said, oh my God, this this uh, woman has a, a big following. And I, and I, I know she's banned off YouTube, but uh, there's people on YouTube that follow her and uh, give updates on Gemma's. Uh, so Gemma's going through some tough court battles today. They're coming at her again that the, the parent of that uh, person she said died suddenly and wants to sue her and they're, and they're coming at her hard. And so, uh, you know, uh, it, I, I really don't, I really, I'm surprised that they want to uh, make a martyr out of Gemma and because uh, they're going to, that's going to blow up in their face if they do that. And so, uh, well, anyway. I guess uh, she's part of the media, but she's not part of the media. I don't really know her very well. Simon seemed to like her, but of course his main thrust of nine, uh, September clues is it's the media. Mm-hmm. So she's ex-media now. Is that like ex-military? Is that a question we can ask? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> she really. Are you ever ex-military or ex-media? You know, I, who? I, I think, you know, like you said before, I, who can we trust on any of these platforms? Is like, uh, you know. So I yeah. just. Uh, uh, I'm just asking forward. questions. I don't have answers. Yeah. I'm asking questions. Yeah, you know, I, I just. I just go for you know Gemma's getting me a lot of exposure and so I appreciate that and look just like Jim got me a lot of exposure I appreciate that yeah oh yeah they're big they got yeah, seven thousand plus on BitChute so yeah yeah and you're and you're getting me a lot of good exposure you know that's just freaking awesome and I, I I'm just uh, I'm not here t- selling T-shirts I'm not selling uh, vitamin pills I'm just uh, uh, trying to I'm throwing these ideas, I'm just trying to find that one thread. I'm trying to do as much damage as one man can do from a small little condominium in Palm Springs. You know, I don't have much power. I don't have much money. I don't. I don't have any power. Well, what kind of damage can I? You're, do? you're a one-man wrecking crew. <laughs> and so I'm just exploring. How much damage can I do for my little apartment? Well, you here? got. You got. You. You. Like I told you, you reignited the 9/11 thing. You yeah, really good. got you that know, going. Let's get this. Yeah, let's, that's that's because a lot of them are still alive, and so we can still uh, get at them, like like the uh, like that Howard dude that you were just. He, he's still around. He's still telling whoppers, and so you know, and he's making money, I guess. Yeah, and Greg left a comment, so uh, yeah, good going, Greg. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Tomorrow yeah. I got uh, John Robinson, Ernst Zundel's videographer, for my part three, and mm-hmm. uh, Jim promoted that today on his channel. I appreciate it so. It's a John pretty, sounds like a real good guy. I think he's. Uh, I'm. I think me and him kind of think almost alike. Yeah. Yeah, you should have him on your show, or maybe get him and talk to yeah, him. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be a great interview. Yeah. Yeah. You well. Yeah. He's. He seems like the real deal to me. Yeah. I've been fooled before, but I met the guy in the flesh. So he's okay. met me. I've met him. He's a real person. He doesn't look like an agent. Whatever they look like. So. Yeah. If he's telling a if he's telling a whopper. Then uh, he gave up a lot of money to yeah. get out of a trade and go help uh, be a videographer. I don't think that paid very well. Yeah. So, all right, Phil, thanks a lot. Have yeah, a great night. Good. Yeah, you too. Next time. Right. Take See care. You next week. All right. All right. Thanks, Bye. everybody. There goes Fake Nukes Phil. I'll put a link to his BitChute channel. Thanks, everyone, for joining. This is Value for Value. If you like the show, uh, just give us a donation at fakeologist.com forward slash donate. It's value for value. Pay what you ever you think the show is worth. I use all the money for the most part for FakeOTube to keep the video going. And I didn't even look in the video FakeOTube chat tonight. Uh, Not Shock says good show. 
Thank you so much. Greg Shantz put a link, a couple links. They'll be in the comments in the video. This video will be rendered within 10 minutes of the show being over. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll be talking with John Robinson for the rest of Ernst's epic career. So we're going to go from the 90s to when he died in 2017. So should be interesting. And uh, make sure you join in. And uh, tune in, rather. Fakeologist.com forward slash live. Take care. Good night.